is good. I don't, I'm not speaking this morning. I have the privilege of introducing our speaker, which is really exciting. So I, I'm just, I have to tell you, I am so personally excited about um, this person. This is somebody that has been here for a very long time. He's one of the most wonderful people I've gotten to know over the last couple of years. Um, one of the strengths that we have is this beautiful diversity of our family here. If you look around, this is unlike most churches in the world. We have a little bit of everything from a little bit of everywhere. And it's so important for us is that we, we learn to hear how God speaks and how God moves through different people. This, the strength we need to become who we're supposed to be is from a diversity of influences and parts. And uh, this, is, this is my friend Elkin. Elkin, come up here. Elkin. And so I want you guys to give your complete attention and hearts to this guy. He is completely trustworthy. He's completely ready and empowered to do this stuff. It is not easy to speak in front of people, even if it's people you know, as you guys know. So let's have smiles on our faces. Let's be warm and let's get ready because it's going to be a great day. Thank you, Elkin. Thank you. Thanks, Vince. Thank you guys in advance for your grace. Okay, wow. Um, I just want to preface this by saying this is my first time speaking in front of a church family anywhere. Um, so I'm being very challenged, but also I'm really happy to do it because of all the love and support from you guys and from our pastors. So thank you for that. Um, before I start, I'm just going to pray. Lord Jesus. Thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing us and choosing to move in our hearts and our lives. Thank you that you are such an active God. Um, Lord, would today just be um, all praise and glory unto you. And would you guide us? <laughs> would you guide me specifically? Um, we surrender it to you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Um, so Vince and Sophia have been talking about agreeing with our heavenly birthright for the past couple of weeks and living with the reality that God is pleased to reconcile us to him. He's a pleased and delighted father. Um, I haven't been asleep. I've been jotting notes down. So um, I just want to kind of talk a little bit in the same vein. Um, what does that mean when God is delighted in us? And um, that can be evidenced in us being brave and living with the fullness of joy in spite of our circumstances. It can mean we invite his presence and breakthrough into every sphere of our lives, be that school, work, family, friendships. It means we can be effective in bringing heaven to earth in the areas of ministry that he has called us to by partnering with the Holy Spirit. So it's a lot of access to supernatural heavenly things that you might not experience just out of your day to day. Um, so if you're like me, you 
aren't necessarily convinced of this or you don't necessarily feel it 100% of the time. But today I want to talk about how we are called to live in such a way that this percentage goes up, right? And eventually, you know, it gets closer and closer to being 100% our truth. Um, and I want to share out of Romans 8 and how it says we can and step, uh, should step into that calling now. Um, I want to exhort and encourage you, and I think the best way of m to do this for me is just to share um, some of the ongoing conversations that I've been having with the Lord. So um, I didn't have this on a slide, but we're going to be talking out of Romans 8, 28 and 29 about what is this calling and it says, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. We are called to be stretched and conformed until we think, act, and look more and more like Jesus, full of hope, full of love, and victorious. Like I said, if it's not 100% of the time right now, that's okay. We're getting there. Um, at the very start of my walk with the Lord, I was a pretty aimless and depressed high school sophomore. And um, at a particular conference, we were learning about how to hear from the Lord and so I asked him to give me a purpose. I was feeling pretty purposeless at the time. And he actually spoke, and one of the first things that I felt him saying in my heart was, get to know me. And I was like, okay, that's my purpose. I'm going to do this for like six months and then move on to the next big thing with Jesus. I'm still working on this now. <laughs> Um, but now I also know that his command to get to know him also includes letting Jesus mold and shape me like a jar of clay so that I can hold more and more knowledge of him. If I didn't let him change me in any way from that day of my sophomore year, I couldn't actually obey the command to get to know him more. Um, this might sound like, wow, what a sweet way for Jesus to encounter you while you are young in your faith. And it is, but it also means that in pursuit of this stretching and molding, Jesus reveals a bunch of lumps and bruises that I get really challenged by. Um, feels like when a masseuse is working a knot out on your back. On a good day, you're like, yeah, let's go hard after this. I'm going to feel really good afterwards. Uh, keep pushing. And on a bad day, I might just run away and decide not to go back and get massaged for a while. Um, but something that has always stayed with me on both the good and the bad days is... I'm 
no longer satisfied with myself and where I am unless I am engaged with the Lord in that process. Even if I'm kind of like, this is too much and I don't want to do this right now, there's something that is restless in me, you know, until I am engaged with him in this way. Um, so I know that this is probably one of my callings, and it might be one of your callings, too, to be uncomfortable and to um, pursue this stretching. Um, so again, how do I know when I'm stepping into the Romans 8 calling, right? For God foreknew, he also predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. Um, part of it is doing that challenging internal work where you have to be very vulnerable and, but it's also like God works all things for the good of those who love him, right? Um, so I th do know that there's evidence in my life for the times where I feel like really engaged in the calling and I feel really like, Lord, I'm in the center of your will. Um, and I think you probably have something like that too. One of the clearest evidences is um, peace in my life. And that kind of shows up in having a really restful night's sleep and no difficulty with falling asleep. Um, that has been kind of an indicator for me in the past. Other examples can be operating in the gifts and fruits of the Spirit, um, feeling freedom to worship uh, in spite of my circumstances and my emotions that day, um, the courage and humility to admit shortcomings and apologize to those who I've hurt, um, and the quicker I am able to do that, the more I'm like, yeah, God, like I'm, I'm, I'm walking with you. Um, joy and excitement for going on a new adventure with the Holy Spirit, even um, in the context of like a daily routine. Um, that's an evidence. My room being clean is an evidence of me like walking in firmly in this calling. So this is a little bit revealing. Like if you see, if you see my room being messy, um, I invite you to ask me what's going on. <laughs> it's like accountability. Um, so what does it look like for you to live out your Romans 8 calling? What kind of confirms that in your heart? Is that where you stand right now? Um, like I said, it's okay if that's not the case yet, but we have to be honest and ask ourselves, why not now? Sometimes when I'm really challenged, um, I tend to disengage and fall back into feelings of discouragement or restlessness, fear or anxiety, pride and irritability. 
I have a hard time praying or hearing from the Lord. Um, but in my frustration, I've also started asking myself this same question, you know, why not now? What am I waiting for? Do I have to be stuck in this situation, this feeling? No, because Romans eleven twenty nine, just a little bit after our Romans 8 verse, says that I can step into my destiny now, for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. So any of the highs that you've had with the Lord are not discounted in the lows. Any of the callings you felt that the Lord has, you know, said in your life, placed in your life, they're not invalidated in the lows. They're irrevocable. That's a pretty strong word. But yet, sometimes I still wait to step into that. Sometimes I still wait to be the son that he called me to be. And it frustrates me because what am I waiting for? Um, Jesus reminded me that if I wait too long to soften my heart to him, it can become like the different types of soil in the parable of the sower, Matthew 13. One of the soils described there is a rocky soil, and it feels like maybe my heart is holding on to a mixture of things rather than being soft and fertile and ready for the Lord. Um, the mixture is my heart waiting for God to answer a specific prayer in a prescribed way, and then I will let go, surrender, step out in faith, and live out my calling. This reveals an orphan spirit that doesn't necessarily believe God is already my good father. It places specific conditions for him to prove himself to me, even though he already has, right? First Peter 1.3 says, he has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Another type of soil is one that grows thorns. A heart that grows thorns has allowed a lie to grow and choke out the truth. Um, one of these lies can be, I'm waiting to feel qualified before I can step out in my calling to be conformed in the image of Christ, to be victorious, to be joyful, and all of that. But the truth is, I never could earn my place or be qualified by anything but Jesus' blood. Hebrews 8 says, sorry, Hebrews 10.8 says, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not desire nor were you pleased with them, though they were offered in accordance with the law. And then it goes on to say in Hebrews 10.10, 10, 
we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. So, is your heart like one of these soils, like my heart can be sometimes? Do you want to keep waiting? Or will you allow these challenging moments to turn into difficult seasons? Or will you choose to step into this Romans 8 calling now? Um, it's something that I go back and forth with frequently. And one of the ways, I guess, I've decided I want to deal with this is to write little exhortations for my own spirit um, and encourage my own spirit. So I guess I'll just share with you guys um, what I've written recently. And this is going a lot faster than I anticipated. <laughs> so, okay, all right. <laughs> so this is my exhortation to myself, and maybe it can encourage you. My spirit, I exhort you. The time to step into your destiny is now. The time for Jesus to answer your prayers is now. It just might look a little different from what you imagined, but it will always be better. Are you ready? You've been waiting in slumber, and the waiting has made the soil of your heart rocky and choked with thorns. But it is time to wake up. Awaken for your own sake so you can truly feel alive and passionate and adventurous again. Awaken to give him the glory and count all his blessings and all the ways he has been patient and generous. He has healed your heart and set you free from depression. He has brought the best friends into your life to love you well. He is teaching you the, humil the humility to love and receive love from your family and grow as an intercessor for them. He is aligning your perspectives and priorities with his. You were never alone. He has always seen you, walked beside you, and provided for you. Spirit, I exhort you. Dare you be stingy with the praise and glory you offer Jesus today? Or do you dare to live like you're called according to his purpose, in victory, conforming to the image of Jesus right here and right now? I want to leave you with this final word of exhortation, not from me, but from Philippians 1.6. Be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Let's pray. <laughs> Jesus, we thank you that 
the calling to be more like you is for right now. We thank you that our ability to be more like you is not determined by works, but determined because of your work on the cross. Lord Jesus, I thank you that there is access to victory, there is access to the fullness of joy, there is access to um, growing and living with you day to day, that our circumstances and our routines do not exclude us um, from this calling. So Lord, we, I pray and ask for courageous spirits to rise. I pray and ask for soft hearts to be prepared for the work that you're going to do. Lord, I thank you um, for placing us in, a, in such a time and location as the Bay Area right now. Thank you for placing us in our families right now, for placing us in our workplaces and schools. Lord, I thank you that you will prove yourself to be faithful. And Lord, we just ask that we would be, we would grow in our faithfulness to you in return, because you are so worthy of it all. You're so worthy. You're so worthy. You're so worthy. Yeah, in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Jeff. All right, well, I, I hope that you guys could feel the presence of God, as he, particularly as he was reading his exhortation to himself. Um, there's authority there. I want to sit down for a second right here, Elkin. Let me give you, I want, we're not, I'm going to make sure you guys get your full time, time <laughs> quota in. It's important for everybody. Um, it's important to be able to recognize the anointing when it's on someone. And so as he was talking about like his exhortation of himself, I, I, I imagine that each of us in some ways has done some of that, uh, that like self-encouragement at different seasons of our life. And we, we begin to understand that as we, like, it's almost like we're, we're challenging ourselves, like, step up, it's time. Like, there's, that God, we know God has called us to something, but for whatever reason, there's this, like, resistance that we feel like, like the water got really thick and we're trying to move forward. But it requires this, this act of will where you come into agreement with God and you say, you are called to be this person. You are capable of being this person. And it's worth the fight, even though I don't understand why I'm fighting. I don't understand maybe why I slide back in seasons and regress. But I know, like I can see God beckoning me forward. And I just felt as Elkin was sharing that exhortation that, that he, he, like you, he, like me, we're anointed to encourage one another forward. And I just feel like we need to act this morning and agree that we need the support of one another to leap forward. And then we need the support of our own spirit, agreeing with God's spirit in us, where we say, you are called, you are qualified, and we can do this. And I, I just want to encourage most of you, the duration of your battle through that season that you feel that you've been in is not a failure if there's a duration. You see, I think that so oftentimes we'll look and we'll say, hey, I'm fighting through this, this, this struggle, this like window of time. And I look to my right at my friend 
And they're like, oh yeah, I dealt with that. It took me like two weeks. And you're on like year four. And so you go like, this must be my weakness or this must be my failing. But the reality is it's like it's your mountain. And as you, as you climb that mountain, you're not just accomplishing that one thing. It's like you're bringing your whole self into conformity of Christ. The reality is, is like we'll look at each other and go, oh, they got it really easy. Why is it so hard for me to get? But in the meantime, as you agree with this process of God, he takes you up this massive hill and you look and suddenly it's like, oh, it took me years to get through that. But then in the meantime, all of these other things happened. All this other truth was instilled in me. All this strength was instilled in me because ultimately it's about this inner agreement that can agree no matter what the challenge is. And so for us today, what I want us to do is I, I want us to take a little inventory internally and go, God, I'm ready to leap forward and, and not just be willing to fight this thing, but be in agreement that I'm going to win and conform into your image in these areas that I know you've been working on. And I just want to say, I personally have, I just, I'm absolutely excited about this because for months, God has been challenging me and I'm like, I just can't get to where you're calling me to go. Like he's asking for more of my agreement in life and he does this and it's been for me like months of him saying, I want more here and I want you to like, I'm pruning you effectively, like give this up, say yes to this. And I just find myself like, this is, no, this is hard. I don't know why it's so hard. I want to do what you're telling me to do, but I'm just struggling to do it. And I just want to, I want to acknowledge, hey, we are all likely being drawn in a similar way to deeper things of God. And for us to say, yes, God, I'm willing to kind of just like plant a flag and go, I am not giving up no matter what the cost. And I'm in agreement that we will win and that this battle is worth fighting. And I'm not just going to concede and say like, mediocrity or compromise is my destiny. I'm not gonna accept that. There's, there's a bigger purpose, you're a bigger God. And so what I'd like you guys to do with me, I'm gonna pray for us, like just for a minute, I want you guys to ask the Holy Spirit, highlight this, highlight where we're going, highlight what you're calling me to, remind me of the biggest version of me. Give me a glimpse of who I am called to be, what vision you have for my life, and then, and then I agree with you, and we're gonna, we're gonna take this thing on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna discipline myself with you. I'm going to agree with you, Holy Spirit. If you're calling me to hours of prayer, if you're calling me to fast, if you're calling me to give, if you're calling me to give more time, if you're calling me to read, if you're calling me to, to go minister on the streets, like whatever, whatever those prompts are, those challenges, if you're calling me to a certain career, profession, study, whatever, you guys know how God can just say, I'm pointing you in a direction and then there's all of this turmoil in you that says, I can't get through this issue. I can't get comfortable with it. I'm willing to take a step forward and say, I, I want to agree today and just plant a flag of agreement with you. And then I'm gonna ask Elkin, and I'll, I'll do it, I'll be up here as well. I'd love for you guys, as you feel, like come up, stand up here, and we're just gonna come lay hands on you and agree that God is anointing you to, to lurch forward in progress today. You're not bound to the situation or moment you're in. It's actually just a challenge. It's like a calling on you to say, hey, are you, do you believe we could go into bigger places and do greater things? And so, 
I could feel it. He's anointed to help you today. That's good. This is how, this is how the body of Christ is supposed to work. We, each, we fight for, for our place, and as we do, we, we're empowered to help others. And so, Holy Spirit, I just ask for each one here today that you would just begin to remind them of the great vision you have for their lives. I pray, Lord God, that you would begin to give them a sense of who they could be if fully conformed to your image, what people groups they would minister to, what work environments they would influence and change, what invention could come through them. God, big dreams, we just declare big dreams, big vision, we surrender small vision. We lay it at your feet and we say, God, forgive us for thinking small that we'll never overcome, we'll never become. We believe, God, that you can completely transform us. We can be fully conformed into the image of Jesus. We could overcome every battle that's placed before us because of the authority of heaven as long as we agree with you. So God, we pray today that you'd do two things. You would just plant vision in each of our hearts and then as we step forward and receive prayer, Lord, we ask Holy Spirit that you would come and just fill us with hope and faith. You'd inspire us that this is the day where we would look back and go something shifted that day. There was something that changed where I just got a bolt of energy, of hope, of joy, and vision for this, this season as a season of overcoming, not just challenge, but overcoming. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for your prompting. We thank you for your leading. Um, as we're gonna turn some kind of worship music on, and I just wanna encourage you guys, let's take, let's take a little bit of time. We have it, I'm, really, I'm thankful for it today. Let's take a little bit of time and just kind of be peaceful and with ourselves Come up for prayer, and then if, if you're going to do, let's, let's shift the social time to the back and outside. Uh, but let's just, let's spend a little time in his presence and ask for the Holy Spirit to come meet us this morning. Thank you. <laughs>